Hey guys, I'm Shren. And I'm Katiga. And you're welcome our to sleepover our sleepover party. party. Yay. Okay, so basically this is like our first time doing a proper podcast. So we're amateurs. And we're both a little bit nervous yeah, as well. Definitely. So don't worry. Yeah. So um so I'm I'm Katiga, like I say, and I usually go by car because it's easier. And yeah, and so I'm a Singaporean and I grew up in Singapore for 20 years, but I moved to London two years ago. So currently I'm here in London right now. And for me, I have been born and bred in Singapore for the last 22 years. And I've never left this country <laughs> for longer than a few weeks for holiday. That's really funny that so, you say yeah, that. Singaporean in that sense. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be using much Singlish, but maybe we will. Yeah, maybe. I like to Depends on my mood, I guess. Different. Yeah. It's actually funny you say that because just a couple of days, um, I celebrated my one year away from home thing, the longest I've been away from home. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like an entire, more than a year. It's been like a year and three days now, which is the longest I've gone from yeah. being away from home, which is insane. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into like today's and topic. Is that... uh, today's topic will be slightly interesting. It's mm-hmm. about okay. online so dating. So it's something that I think we are both pretty well versed in. Um, I'm not sure about me because honestly, mm-hmm. I just started exploring yeah. this in July. So, so what have you, what made you want to start exploring it? And what apps do you use? So mm-hmm. currently, I'm only on okay. one app. It's Bumble. And I started using because, honestly, I was getting a little mm-hmm. bit bored over Circuit Breaker mm-hmm. and Facebook. I felt that I wanted to experience talking mm-hmm. to people I've never met before. Just mainly to improve conversational skills. But also sort of to explore like what's out there. Because um, I have not had a positive mm-hmm. view of yeah. online dating why? if I'm really honest so I yeah. why um, I'm saying mm-hmm. that mainly the stories that the I've heard stories. in passing yeah. weren't always good yes or also there's some um, what do you call I remember there's a live comedic show where mm-hmm. people talk about online yeah. dating stories and I found that really funny but it's not a yeah. good funny. It's I like that a makes sad sense. funny. That makes sense. Yeah. So I've always had this mm-hmm. uh, apprehension towards mm-hmm. the whole online dating scene, as well as I didn't think I would really want to yeah. explore it previously because um, personally, I didn't think that anything like good would come mm-hmm. of it. That sounds really bad of me, but yeah, basically, I didn't have a very positive view mm-hmm. of this whole area. So just to kind of put it out there for like international people, Circuit Breaker is basically Singapore's version of a lockdown. They just called it that for some reason. Just to put it out there for those who are a bit confused by what Circuit Breaker is. Yeah. yeah okay. So that's um true. for me, I've actually been doing this for a really long time. Um, it's not something to actually talk about really proudly, but um I did not actually start using it to date. 
I am maybe I'm a bit naive in that way. But I actually just started in 2015 and 20, 2015 actually, so almost five years ago. And it was kind of like more mm-hmm. of a trend. So I was mm-hmm. actually in junior college. I was in J1 at that time. And um, just just the girls were talking in school and doing like recess time. And they were just like, oh, you know, there's this new app called Tinder. And we were like, okay, why not? Let's just talk, you know? And so I remember, in fact, the first match I got was actually my friend. And we just used it like as almost like a social media app to talk to each other for a little bit. And then from there, I started understanding more how the app worked. But and I just talked to some people, just had some WhatsApp conversation, never mm-hmm. actually met anyone. Um, also, because uh, at that time, I think Tinder did mm-hmm. not have an age limit. I was 16 at that time and it did not have an age limit. I think they only got an age limit set oh. up, um, age restriction, sorry, set up in the, uh, 2016. Because I, so basically, I used Tinder for a little bit for oh. like on and off for like two or three months, I would say, just randomly talking to people. It was just nice to like, meet new people, especially like, international people, because there are a lot of like, um, international people on tinder in singapore like i met like a french guy an english guy not met but i spoke to and then the next uh, so after a while i just did it because i wasn't really planning on meeting anyone in 2016 i thought okay why not let's try downloading downloading it again and i could not actually um, use the app because at that time i was underage i think so they just had the restrictions up and then, so because of that, I did not use, I could not use it. And then once I turned 18, I started using it again. But I mainly used it um, from 2016 to 2018 slash 19 as a way to meet new people. So I've met girls um, as friends there. And I've also met like guys as friends there as well. It was more of something I used as a way to meet people while traveling. I use it more of like a social networking app instead of like a dating app. And I think only in, once I moved here to London did I use it more of like a dating app. And yeah, so that's my like whole story of the dating oh. thing, but uh, online dating thing. And this, I would say maybe end of last year is when I started using Bumble. Mainly I use it for the Bumble BFF, but sometimes I go between Bumble BFF and dating recently. And then I've also, I have Hinge. But personally, I don't really like the, the interface of Hinge because I think me and my friend, he's actually doing the same as you, UI, UX. We did mention there's some issues with the interface um, and stuff oh, like that. So yeah. personally, I don't really like that. But that's like my whole story of my online dating experience, I guess, in some ways. nice okay i feel like this is good for the listeners because we have someone who is experienced like you and there's someone who's Mm -hmm. a newbie like me so yeah exactly that's true okay so because for you you Mm -hmm. started using early so one of the earlier ones was tinder for me i use bumble because um I remember you telling mm-hmm. me about the BFF yeah. mode. So in my I was thinking, it sounds yeah. like a good app because anytime I decided I want to like chicken out or just switch, I can exactly. just, you know, change it in the settings. And it wouldn't be as much of a hassle as having to deactivate mm-hmm. a whole account because I was also looking into whether the deactivation was temporary or yeah. permanent. Because sometimes I don't think there will even be yeah. a penalty. So 
Do you know about any penalty system? Um, I'm not too sure about penalties, but I do know that you can report people if they say something to you that you don't like. So I'm not sure exactly what it is. But I think if, um, especially Bumble, if I'm not wrong, takes it pretty seriously where they make you actually fill up certain, like a form, you have to fill up your email and give like a proper complaint to them actually. So I'm not too sure exactly the panel, how the penalties work. Thank, thankfully, I've never gotten one. But yeah, but I do know that Bumble um, is a bit more um yeah. stricter in that way, so that it kind of so people have to be a bit more respectful to each other. Mm, right. Okay, so when you first started, how did you view online dating platforms, and did it change now that you've mm-hmm. tried it for five years? Um. Yeah, I think I think it definitely did change. So I think it changed in a few ways. Firstly, I grew up a lot in the last five years, of course, but also because the um just everything that kind of changed in the last five years back in 2015 like or even 2016 or 2017 i would say when i started using tinder all my friends around me were like wait what like why you actually met them is that safe like it was like that well now it's so normal like so many of my friends like in a group of 10 like 10 girls who are maybe in a relationship right now eight of them met their partner on tinder or something so i think that that has has become very normal like everyone i know is on like Tinder, I can like name 10 people right now that are all on Tinder or Bumble or any online dating app. So I would say that this change kind of happened, like I would say from 2018 to 2020, like the last couple of years. And I feel like, I'm not too sure about like the rest of the world, but I feel like for us in Singapore, people are still very, um, like second-guessed it for a really long time until recently where people started becoming more open to it. Okay. So I think for people in Singapore, People outside of my circle were probably mm-hmm. active users of yeah. online dating apps. However, people that I knew were mm-hmm. conservative. But I think that is me myself. I'm also slightly mm-hmm. more yeah. conservative when it comes to like mm-hmm. online dating apps. I did have all the worries yeah. that you mentioned, exactly. such as whether it was safe to someone, like where we even meet, and like like there were just so many questions on safety yeah. itself. You know, like what if someone is who they appear to be mm, like getting exactly. catfish. <laughs> and they're like, what do you care? I remember in start yes. of sorry. so I felt yes. that all the oh, no okay. So basically in the start of 2019, um, yeah, so in the start of 2019, I actually had a friend um who was like, I have to tell you something, I have to tell you something. I was like, whoa, you know, I was like so like excited what she didn't tell me. And so I she didn't want to tell me like over the phone or through any message and once we actually met, she was like oh, by the way, I don't like Tinder. It was like a big, like, secret, like, almost like coming out of the closet kind mm. of thing to do, you know? Mm. So, because I've always been the more open yeah. friend in some way. So, I've always been the one that's really done that, like, been there, done that kind of thing. So, a lot of my friends the last, like, couple of years were very, like, mm. similar to you, very a bit more um conservative, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but probably, like, a bit more like that. So, they were always, they will always usually come to me for, like, advice as well. Yes, yes, yeah, certainly. I also yeah. felt that way. Like, if I was considering, I would ask you. However, actually, I didn't tell yeah. anyone because it was really random. The day that I downloaded, I didn't even mm-hmm. think too much. It's just like I felt like yeah. talking to new people because I felt that I had a lot of energy because maybe it's got to do with being like mm-hmm. slightly extroverted. I just okay. felt like I wanted to talk and I wanted to talk to people because um, I also don't want to be too much mm-hmm. of an annoyance to my friends so, okay, why mm-hmm. not talk to strangers and then I was like, 
okay, let's just try downloading an app. And then I just yeah. started talking. It was quite fun that like I think I got my first mm-hmm. match within the first hour mm-hmm. or two hours. And then we just That's talked. Cool. And I think so far the experience has been good in the sense that people are really mm-hmm. polite, definitely nice yeah. generally. So I think that helped change mm-hmm. my perception as well. I, mean, I don't know if, if that has anything to do with like whether it's Tinder or mm-hmm. Bumble or like maybe another app. I did feel that the environment in Bumble felt quite mm-hmm. great. You know, like it suited my, It felt safe. Um, tolerance yeah, level. I, I don't think that's what we So if it was even more um maybe out there, I wouldn't have been mm-hmm. comfortable with it. I probably would have deactivated yeah. that. But because it seemed alright, mm-hmm. like moderated as yeah. well. Yes, I think that's so basically, you're saying the thing about like how you felt people are pretty polite as well, right? So sadly for me, um, I don't always mm. have that. I don't know if it's because um, I look a bit different here because I'm, you know, clearly I'm Singaporean. So, um, and I'm also a Singaporean Indian, which is a bit of a minority. So when I come here, a lot of times, like I mm-hmm. tend to have, a lot of times one of the opening messages I get um, are very inappropriate, are very graphic sexually graphic in that way mm-hmm. and like I mean that's why that like I feel like for me despite that it's not something that's going to turn me off from the different apps be Bumble or Tinder or anything like both of them have and I think Hinge as well um I've generally gotten like messages like that once in a while and like right. my thought is just right. like do you actually think as like a guy do you actually think that that's something that's going to work because for me as a girl when I see that message I don't feel like good about myself. I feel like ew, you know, or just like grossed out, basically. And sometimes it just like yeah, even, like affects my mood a little bit. Being like, wait, how can people be so gross or disgusting? And like that's just something like I feel like it's um it depends on who you are. It depends on how what kind of person you are, generally, or how you look and everything. I think it's like, a lot of different factors that adds on to it. Um. So yeah, so it's one thing. But I feel like I feel like yeah, generally definitely. I like to think I don't know if I really am. But I tend to be pretty thick, thick skin. So even if I see stuff like that, I just just like unmatch block, you know. It's just the first message done. So yeah. Mm, right. Are there any community guidelines that you know of? For example, that they would get flagged um, out I'm for? Not, or is it still within? I'm not too sure because some pickup lines like, they are not, like, if you read it, it's, like, not completely inappropriate, but it is at the same time. So, it's oh. a very, like, weird line. And yeah. I'm not sure about other people. Like, another another girl, because I can't speak for all women, but other, like, another girl will be maybe, like, like that or appreciate that. And that's, like, oh, that's fine, you know? That's completely cool. But for me, maybe I don't like that. So, I, I think it's a bit of, like, a fine line, like, a thin line, basically. But I would say that um, mm. I think now in terms of like the cultural climate in some ways um maybe certain things that would go against the guideline uh, guidelines would be things that are like outright wrong you know like something maybe racist or um something that's maybe body yeah. shaming those kind of things would be like outright wrong i think but i can't actually say for sure yeah yeah so i think we should go into like um no pun intended but we should go into the talking stage so it's usually like the first stage that you get, like, you know, <laughs> when you start speaking to a guy and stuff like that. 
And I remember we actually talked about this the other day and you mentioned this thing where you say you filter guys out by asking questions, which I thought was a really yes. like, smart so, thing to do. So okay. like, tell me more about that. <laughs> okay, so um, for me, I because I'm relatively new mm-hmm. to the online dating app, I pretty much treat it like a app where... I kind of choose people I might potentially mm-hmm. want to talk to. So by doing that, it seems a little bit like there's some personality assessment mm-hmm. going on in my head, but it's a very normal kind of thing. When I see a profile, I would look for anything that might interest me mm-hmm. or stand out to me. So I actually spend quite a mm-hmm. bit of time reading people's profiles, also because I think it's a fun okay. thing to do sometimes. Some people have really crazy profiles. And, but sometimes I think it's tricky because you get mm-hmm. entertained by the profile, but it doesn't mean that you would probably that's get true, along. That's true, that's true. Because sometimes the profile may be like, oh, I think this person, like on paper, um, this person looks good for me, theoretically mm-hmm. speaking. But practically, maybe like they are very different from what they say they are in some ways. Because you can't really tell like your entire personality yeah. and your entire background and your life and everything and experience in a bio, in Tinder or Bumble or anything. Mm, yes. Also, there's this like, uh, not really issue, but I feel that maybe just mm-hmm. something I picked up was that maybe someone cracked a certain joke. It's something I would yeah. laugh at, but probably it's not something someone that I hang out with mm-hmm. would probably say because I think people that are close to me wouldn't crack these kinds of jokes so I feel that when I was looking at people's profiles I was saying are they similar to some of Mm -hmm. my closer friends like could I potentially Mm -hmm. befriend this person and then another thing is I always look at like if they describe their Mm -hmm. hobbies because I feel like when someone talks about their hobbies it's always interesting because you know that they're out there doing stuff with their life and they're not just I don't know, not just on the okay, app, yeah. for example. They have their own life and they are interested in things, interested in the world. Mm-hmm. So I try to look out for any similar hobbies because that will also give me a way to connect with this person. And like how I actually start writing the first message. Oh, because for any of you who do not know, on Bumble, if you are a female, you have to send yeah. the first text. I have no idea why it's like that. I think they give power to the females. Maybe it's some um, empowerment thing, yeah. but I'm not sure. It doesn't really... I, I guess the reason why... Actually, they, I prefer that because... Sorry to cut you off, but I think the reason why they do that is because... So, for example, in Tinder, right, there are many, many times that I've heard from my male friends that they'll text a girl, like they'll text maybe like 50 girls and maybe two will reply. Like At least that's the reality for like men in dating apps. For us, it's very different. A lot of times, we do get a lot more messages. Mm-hmm. If you're like using Tinder, generally, like as a female it's like in fact i think i've seen so many youtube videos of um like the um a couple and then the boyfriend like okay i'm gonna take over my girlfriend's tinder and like do that kind of thing and i run then the at the at the ending everything that the conclusion was basically that um women have it quote-unquote easier on dating apps which that's all that's all our debate but um so i think that's why they actually put it on bumble Mm -hmm. where the women text first or the, the female text first so that she's actually in the conversation and actually like go back and forth yeah mm, right because if it's really like statistically speaking if a guy texts a girl um the chances of her replying is a bit lower than when a girl texts a guy 
So yeah. 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 So that could be one mm-hmm. thing. At least that's what I hear from my friends. So that's why a lot of my friends are like, yeah, I love Bumble because of that. But I've also actually heard a lot of my male friends complaining about Bumble because they're like, oh my god, but the girls are not texting me, <laughs> you know, and then it's like runs up in like one and runs oh. up in like one day or twenty four hours the match. So like, you know, so it's so it's like I guess the um I mean in terms of like the user interface, I think there could be some improvement definitely in the twenty four hour thing. But yeah. Oh yeah, I actually mm-hmm. like the twenty four hour thing because, in my opinion, I feel that um both parties has twenty four hours. So, if I'm probably eager mm-hmm. to text the first text, it that I'm probably in a way like interested enough to even yeah. talk to you, to even like, I always try to imagine it in mm-hmm. a real life context. Like you are, you have been acquainted with someone mm-hmm. in school, and then the next day. Oh, do I go over and introduce myself and be like, hi, even yeah. if it's like an orientation setting. Sometimes like, oh, we're in the same group, but we don't necessarily like, hi, I'm so-and-so mm-hmm. from like the same group as you. <laughs> yeah. So I think like having this 24 hours limit will yeah. make you act quickly, you know, in a way. And also, let's say the girl sends a text, yeah. the guy has 24 hours to reply. In a way, I feel like, it also kind of checks whether yeah. the guy's interested enough to even like send back a text. Then that's already like mm-hmm. a first round. So of I get filtering. you, but for me, the twenty four hours thing mm-hmm. that I don't like is when you first match with someone, you have twenty four hours to to text them first. If not, the match completely expires and you can never text them ever mm-hmm. again. You know, so that's the part that I don't like. Where I rather have like um. a couple of days to actually think about what I want to text. If I do really want to text that person or stuff like that. So not actually the texting thing or oh, the replying yeah. thing, but just I don't want the match to just expire. Because for Tinder, no matter how long you can text someone after like two months of like being matched with them. So I do get that Bumble is kind of like, I guess, right. make things go faster in the relationship and move it faster if potential relationship. But I just, because for me, I feel like sometimes I'm just like swiping and just doing stuff. And then afterwards, I want to like kind of, sit down and slowly go through each profile and then send a message not have to send it immediately that's my thing at least oh okay that's interesting i think for me the process is a mm-hmm. bit different so i find that the 24 hour head it's like a little mm-hmm. nudge to that's like true. help yeah. me get the ball rolling i don't think it's a nudge and i feel then, like it's a push um, <laughs> yeah oh nice. <laughs> okay i think i yeah about it in the sense that i I do like to sometimes text first because something about their profile possibly um, like allows yeah. questions. Yeah. I think for me, I tend to ask questions about people's profile because I think it can kind of go both ways in the sense that I did um, see something that I like mm-hmm. to talk to you about from your profile. And so I did like check your profile. So it shows that I actually like bothered to check your profile. Yeah, no, I, that makes sense. Yeah, so I feel that yeah, ask mm-hmm. question. Um, but sometimes like the question depends. Like I'll try to ask something that like kind of further test whether mm-hmm. they know because sometimes I feel that people just mm-hmm. write stuff on their profile. Like you can write anything, you can just like, oh I, I like tea and then you ask them, So what tea do you drink? And then sometimes they just like fumble or they like mm-hmm. uh the usual. It's like what do you mean by the usual? You know? Like so I feel that sometimes maybe they don't actually know or they just write it mm-hmm. to yeah, seem no, relevant. I think one thing um that you 
told me okay so a couple of things i want to say first thing is i think that if i was a guy and we two were like on a dating app i don't think it would actually swipe me <laughs> because my profile is very empty and the reason why i do i do it on i do use the app oh. a lot but the reason why i do that is because i rather personally rather speak to the person so i don't want to kind of give it all away in the bio i want the person to ask me and then i'll share it with them you know so that at least that's my thing like i like going through the thing of asking mm. questions back and forth and stuff like that so that's one thing uh also nothing mm. that you're just getting on to about the asking the guys questions to kind of weed them out a little bit or filter them out i think it's a better word and weed them out but i remember you mentioned something about how you will ask certain questions and depending on how the guy responds you know if he's like maybe overly sexual for example like one of the things you mentioned Yeah, okay. So I think this one might sound a little bit um <laughs> I wouldn't say controversial, but it sounds like mm-hmm. there's double meaning. So I'm trying to see if the person is going to fall yeah. into the trap. Which sounds really I don't think it's I don't know I don't maybe think people might think this is I mean, like this person is a stranger. You do not owe anything <laughs> to this person at that point in time you just start talking, you know? So if you want to like do a little test, that's, you know, yeah. like, that's I think that's fair. Yeah. So, um, I try to frame the question in a way that it could potentially be mm-hmm. like slightly more innocent, or there could be like, yeah innuendos. So I think one of the question that I asked was, um, if you could play mm-hmm. any six strings, what would it be? Yeah. Or I just said like, what mm-hmm. would you play? Like I didn't even say like. Which one it would be? So I try yeah. to make it as open ended as possible because in my head, um, I was thinking if you know a little bit about music, you would know that uh, there are instruments with mm-hmm. six strings. For example, yeah. the guitar, or maybe even like a violin. The violin or, has four. Like a, maybe cello. It's okay. Oh, I'm I play, sorry. I play violin. Oops, yeah, that's what I know. I played it in primary school actually. <laughs> that's what I know. But yeah. Okay, yeah, so I guess mm-hmm. I was just thinking about yeah. the guitar. I'm a bit biased now. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, the guy um kind mm-hmm. of fell into the trap where he just said something sure. a bit yeah. more explicit. I think yeah. you guys know what it something is, but I will not say it. <laughs> Read between yeah. the lines. Yeah, so um I think that was one way I tried to filter because when he replied, I feel that okay, so I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't get along with this person because his first thought yeah. was, you know, something yeah. a bit more sexual. And usually, the people that I get along with mm-hmm. are not that yeah. kind of people, especially exactly. not when we are strangers. Yeah. Once you know, you like me, someone well, like if we get to know each other, yeah, I will be more mm-hmm. comfortable like cracking like dirtier jokes but at this stage where like I don't even know you it's just a bit mm-hmm. too much that makes sense yeah that's respectable yeah and another question I remember the other question I got this from another mm-hmm. person actually because um, I used another app mm-hmm. it was a pen pal app and in this app somebody asked me a question I thought it was a really interesting like mm-hmm. uh, brain teaser type of question So the question is that if a uh, pizza is round, why is it put mm-hmm. in a square box? And I told the so I asked that to a random person because sometimes I don't just want to ask mm-hmm. like hi how are you and then sometimes they are dry texters and then they just don't mm-hmm. like put in effort. 
sucks with that asking a question where it gets them to like think a bit would potentially like get mm-hmm. people more engaged. Yeah, I get that. So I told them explicitly, do not Google mm-hmm. the question because I said I'm not asking I would probably the correct Google. answer. Okay. I just say I just want to hear how you like what mm-hmm. you would answer. Because I think if someone can give an interesting answer, it's nice to like further ask them like, oh, so how like did you think about mm-hmm. this? Like, oh, maybe did you take like, I don't know, engineering or something? Like what why is the yeah. box square, you know? Yeah. I feel like sometimes people might just have random mm-hmm. like pockets of knowledge. And then this can help me ask like, oh so like how mm-hmm. did you find out about that? And then we can find out about find out about this person That's without true. having That's to like go true, through yeah. the formal Hey, how are you? And then like, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm 22 and this, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So something else that I think we should talk about, because I think one of the main highlights about like our podcast in general is that um me and you, firstly, we are we have very similar, but also very different. We have like very differing opinions on a lot of things. But also another thing is that we're both in two different countries. So there we have both have very different experiences so i think we should compare kind of like an online dating online dating in london versus online dating in singapore yes yes i feel like we can make a series so in like several mm-hmm. episodes we can go yeah into yeah different areas but i think something that we spoke about um the other day is um I think we actually mentioned about this, but so I've of course spoken to people back now in Singapore and I was also here. Something that I do notice that's different is because here in London, everyone is generally very different. So Singapore is a very cosmopolitan place, but London is like even more cosmopolitan. Like if you walk down the street towards the train station, you would easily find 10 different people from 10 different parts of different countries in the world. And so because of that, when you're speaking to people online, it's highly likely that you are going to see people from different parts of the world and stuff like that. So because of that, you may almost have to be a bit more like PC in some ways and also a bit more um, general as compared to when you're in Singapore. When it's, even though Singapore does have like it's a multiracial society, it's very diverse, it still has um, a Singaporean culture. Like for example, like Singlish or the way you speak to someone. So I remember you mentioned, mentioned how you like, oh, even like the slang. Like I remember you mentioning like speaking to a guy with like some slang when you spoke I think you guys had a conversation about like spicy food or something when were you telling me and I was thinking like oh that's actually cool because I can't actually do that like here in some ways until you get to know someone properly so in Singapore we love food a lot so we can always Mm -hmm. talk about any dish um, with anyone usually it's something that connects every Singaporean so a popular dish that in the recent years especially was mala. It's it actually originates from China. I found this out recently also with from another friend. Mm-hmm. And as I was talking to this person, to like one of the guys on the dating app about mala, it was nice that we could both use Singlish and he was actually asking, okay, so what level of spiciness do you normally go for? And he typed it out in Chinese characters. So Usually in Mala, there's three levels that you can specify. So there's Xiao La, Zong La, and Ta La. So it just means small, medium, and large as mm-hmm. your spicy level. Yeah, so uh, it was quite fun because like normally people would just type it out in 
English, like mm-hmm. as the Han opinion, but um this guy typed it out in Chinese characters. So it's like, oh okay, that's that's nice. We do have something that we can like joke about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I replied like, oh yeah, you should, you know, go big or go home because it's like nice that we can just have this um thing that we can bond over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get you. That's true. So that's that's something I would say it's a plus point of being like um, doing online dating in Singapore because of like more of a very similar culture and stuff like that. Yeah. To here. So that's something that I definitely do miss. And in fact, mm. recently on like Bumble BFF, I've been like BFF and I would say like dating actually, I've been like looking for people who are like Singaporean. Like I think I saw one Singaporean guy. I was like, oh my God, he's Singaporean immediately. Like, so right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even, not even because like I'm attracted to him or anything, but just because he's Singaporean, it's nice to just have a bit of home actually. So yeah. Yeah. So have you ever met people on Bumble BFF as friends? Um, no. So I recently switched to Bumble BFF because mm-hmm. I wanted to try talking to people as friends mm-hmm. yeah because okay. I would say that currently um, I wouldn't say I'm like actively looking for friends like I'm always open mm-hmm. to new friends and talking to new people but I've never really tried it online before yeah. in a sense like um, I did try it online but it was for a different purpose mm-hmm. so I was seriously trying to learn a language so I ended up speaking someone who became my language buddy and then mm-hmm. now we're friends okay. but I've never actually used the app for the purpose of like I want to make friends mm-hmm. okay, that makes so sense. it was mm, it was quite an interesting experience in the sense that almost everyone I talked to was easy to talk to mm-hmm. and um, also, also it was the same process of me looking at their profile but I swipe on almost everyone because I think for friends like I do find myself um, being able to connect with people of like diverse interests mm-hmm. and usually um, like people are more or less um, like they wouldn't put values on their profile so yeah. it would be things like oh I like to go to the beach and mm-hmm. it's like oh okay like uh, I can probably too or they would say like I like music from um, this period mm-hmm. and or I like to cook so it was very easy to talk to people mm-hmm. Because we are mostly talking about interests, yeah. And I did share, like, Spotify playlists with one of the girls. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite interesting because I sent her my playlist, she sent me hers. And then we both found things from each other's playlists that we do enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So for me, I, I think that... Me- sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, I just feel that on Bumble BFF, it's more relaxed. I can go for days without texting mm-hmm. the person. Or maybe two days and then I reply again. Mm-hmm. But... They're also as equally chill about it. Yeah. Like, they won't I think like, it's like a friendship. Reply? So I think everyone's just a lot more chill when it comes to friendship, which makes everything so much more easier. Yes. But yeah, no, so I was about to say that um, you say this thing where like, because you don't really like have a need to make new friends. It's more of like you like to make new friends, but you don't need to. So for me, it's a bit different because mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a bit of a need um, since I've moved here. So I have to kind of actively be speaking to new people and trying to make new friends at least because I don't want to be like alone all the time as well and also because I am slightly older than my coursemates here in the UK mainly because I actually had a year in Singapore and NUS and then I quit and I came here so because of that I don't completely get along with the people in my 
class or my classmate like very well. I do get along with them, but not to a point where I want to be close friends with them. So since I did move here, I have been like speaking to people both on Tinder and on Bumble BFF as friends. In fact, um, back in Singapore, actually, I met a girl. So this is just, I was just trying to like speak to her. At this point in time, I didn't meet like new friends, but I just was like, why not similar position as you? And I met her in March of 2017. And we are going to have our four-year anniversary soon, actually. And she's still one of my best friends. Oh. And we got along so well. In fact, I was just texting her right before we go on the call. And I spoke to her yesterday as well. And we just get along so well. And I feel like when you meet someone at a slightly older age, when you're like 18, 19, and you meet a new friend, it's a bit different than having like a childhood friend. Because a childhood friend has seen you grow up. And so because of that, sometimes... Yeah you they have like a preconceived notion of what kind of person you are and so sometimes you, you almost can't always be yourself you know mm-hmm. like certain things like you can't share and i felt that way especially in 2017 when i was starting to travel more and i had very new opinions i was changing a lot i felt like so i had to like hide certain parts of myself from my close friends then of course now they they know certain things about me and they are more i'm more open to them but back then i was a bit more I had to like hide a little bit. So when I made like a new friend and I could kind of be very honest with her about almost everything, it felt very nice. And also when you make a new friend, you can just be like true to yourself because there's no, um, there's like there's no stakes in some way. Like, mm. so when you make a new friend, you just kind of show them your, all your cards. Um, and if they don't want it, then you're like, okay, bye. And if they do, and then they've seen you in the, in your worst and your best as well, I feel at least. So that, at least mm. that's basically my first story of me meeting a friend online but I've met so many other like close friends I in fact last year I actually went to Germany to meet one I really met her before I met her when I was in London but I went to go stay with mm. her and I've met so many like really good friendships on Tinder actually so I, I think I would say I have three main friendships on Tinder um, one of my friends is in Germany one of them is in Switzerland one of them is in Singapore so it's it's really nice mm. And on Bumble BFF, yeah. I've met, I think I, so far I've met quite a few, but I think two, uh, no, I've met two people. And one of them, um, in fact, I'm actually going to meet her right after this podcast again, actually. And she nice. is, she came, I would say she came into my life when I really, really needed her, when I was missing home a lot, I was feeling really homesick. And she's from Malaysia, which is very different from Singapore, but also we have a lot of like overlapping overlaps in terms of like the culture and the way we speak mm. and Singlish and the food and everything. So I just felt like I could just completely be myself. And the thing is, I've known her for about a month. And I think she knows, like I've spent more time with her in the last month than I have with like some of my friends in like a year, I would say. And we've done like everything, being studying, studying together, having a chill night, uh, going out for a bit or going for dinner, having Asian food, everything. So we've done, like, we've done, like, different things. And she's also seen me, at, in, I would say, in some ways, like, my lowest point uh, a few weeks back. Mm. And even after, like, we're still friends and she's, like, there for, there for me and everything. So, yeah, so I personally am a huge supporter of, like, making friends online. And, yeah, especially when you're getting older, I feel it's actually a really good way to make friends and, like, meet more like-minded people. Mm, right yeah that's really interesting personally i've not met anyone mm-hmm. online like as friends yeah. basically mm, because i tend to make friends in person but they are usually from the context of school 
yeah. either CPAs or like co-curricular activities. Yeah. I joined a random seminar and the person next to me, we just happened to get along and mm-hmm. then we talked to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the stuff that you said about making friends on Bumble mm-hmm. or even just online on yeah. Tinder has been really interesting mm-hmm. and I do feel like it's a good way to connect with people, That's especially that practically the whole world has gone online. Then yeah, like it's true. so hard to meet people. Exactly. Like, you know, just going to Starbucks, you can't talk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh wow, yeah, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, in Singapore, on the MRC, they do have announcements that say, "Please do not talk." Oh and, wow! Like, oh, I didn't know that. It. Yeah, no, because I was at Starbucks yesterday. Yeah. I was speaking to my friend. No one was really wearing a mask or anything here. So, oh, yeah, we're just chilling, yeah. I think it's really different. So, everyone has to wear a mask yeah, here. Yeah, it's but like on top mandatory, of mask, legally. They also tell us not to speak. So, like, for things like speaking on the phone, um, because some people might remove their mask to speak mm-hmm. on the phone. So, they do not recommend you speaking at all yeah. while on the train. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Now, I feel like, so, I feel like mm-hmm. here the rules are very, they're considered very lenient as compared to Singapore but people here really find it too much but that I feel like that's a whole other conversation we can go into another time yes okay, okay so I think for today's podcast episode we our first successful could... podcast <laughs> yeah I would say we will be stopping here yeah and we hope you enjoy this podcast yeah, I hope so you guys enjoy it. Look forward um, to the next one. Yeah. We don't know what topic well, I think, yet. I think I know. What are we speaking about next time? I know. Maybe we can speak more about like the first dates and stuff like that. Oh. After speaking mm-hmm. on online dating and then you meet someone for the first date. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably going to be our episode two. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you, have you have to like know. tune in to find mm-hmm. out. Yes. Remember to hit the follow button or is it the subscribe button oh, I don't yeah, know yeah we're new today so just you know what button to hit <laughs> yeah you know the drill okay so yeah <laughs> once again thank you for tuning in to this podcast and have a good day bye